last time on Dice Funk. Okay, I guess I'll just drop my medication completely. Probably no side effects to that. So you're a level seven bard. You use art supplies as your mm -hmm. uh, spellcasting focus. Frank's going to cast Lightning Bolt. You blast them for 60 lightning damage, cooking them alive inside their armor. Frank was hard pushed to even go to the quarter round first, I think. Yeah. My my drone is the Ziz. <laughs> you don't understand, there's so much corn. I imagine there is, but that's not really the kind of stuff I'm interested in. Their apartment burned down in a fire, and I know you guys love to give to charity. Frank's ex is a journalist. Um, if there's no if there's nothing obvious at the second, Frank's gonna just try and just try and walk in. And sitting at your kitchen table is a faceless uh. Warforged. Just tell me, what did you do? Now that we've got the caffeine drinks and the fish sex out the way. <laughs> what do you think today's episode's about? What this this like people talk about the sex season. This is like the sex episode. By sex I mean extremely high tension and complete dread. Because those are the same thing, right? That sounds like sex, yeah. Nobody told you that like uh Frank's ex is a f a sexy fish man who works in the caffeinated beverage factory. <laughs> Fuck, now my season five character's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> also, when you said it has no one told you, all I can think of is the fucking Friends, the friends yeah. theme song. <laughs> yeah. I almost started doing the clap, 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 clap. I literally was going to just, just shout that over people, but I didn't want to be rude. There's a YouTube video of what if this, the clapping in the song never ended? <laughs> it's very good. I almost spit, spit out my LaCroix. <laughs> Uh, well, this has been a fun six minutes. It's understandable why I would cut everything before this point now, because it's such a tense opening that it would be maybe ruin the mood if we spent the whole time talking about LaCroix right up to this dramatic moment. I think we've got to get that moment of levity in while we can, because it's it going to be some tension soon. Also, a lot of people have strong opinions on LaCroix. Knowing us, there's still going to be some moments of levity in this upcoming interaction pre-fight. I'm I'm just looking for for some levity before we find out that like a bunch of people were killed off screen because Austin's a terrible DM, etc. <laughs> oh damn! Whoa, 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 whoa! No the sarcasm that that was. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I was going with it. I think, despite what the majority of people' reactions to the ending of Left's episode on Twitter might think. <laughs> Are y'all done owning me? Oh, don't worry. There'll be plenty of time for that later. What does that mean? Okay. We're <laughs> 17 minutes into the recording session. We have to do episodes sometime, huh? Probably. Yeah, I guess. Probably. All right. So, whoo, where we last left this adventure, Frank Westerly, Lenora Desmond, and Renee Eddy went to Frank's ex's house to check on Frank's ex and their kids because... They had been cryptically warned about Ash, the Warforged's intentions. And when they got there, he 
was already there waiting, sitting at what used to be your kitchen table. There are three empty seats back when you lived here. It was yours and your kids' seats, but now they are empty. And Ash is just sitting at the table, syringe hand rested on the center of the table, just clacking his nails on the wood surface as you guys enter the room. Look, my family did nothing to you. They, 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 they don't care about me in the slightest. What did you do to them? Where are they? Please, have a seat. Are they still okay? Ed's gonna just walk over and have a seat directly in front of Ash. Frank's gonna try and sit down. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll sit next to him. Alright, everybody's sitting at the table. Big happy family. Dinner time. Ash sits just staring into the middle distance, not really looking at any of you. He doesn't have eyes, per se, so he doesn't really ever make eye contact. But he is very specifically not looking at any person here, just clicking his syringes on the table. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, he's a fun character. Look, let's let's cut to the chase. What do you want from me? I'll... If they're still okay, and there's something you need, what do you need from me? What do you want? It is too late for you to help me. Then the fuck you want, bro? What I want is what all of you should have wanted from the start. This city is sick. Your society is diseased. It is too late now to save it. So I, I will euthanize it. Oh boy. It sounds like what you're talking about here is the same thing that we've had. We've had a few people talk about recently, this idea of basically capitalism is terrible, tear it apart at the seams, go kill the heads of crown, all of this big grand stuff. And in theory, I agree with this as an idea. I agree that society is kind of messed up. The fact that we ever got into this is kind of messed up. The reason I didn't want to get into this, I wanted to get out of this, the reason why I don't want to get further embroiled in trying to take down the most powerful people around here, is all I want is my family to be okay. Your cowardice is an indictment of your culture. You lack the will to oppose injustice. Again, let me reiterate, you didn't come t to me. You came and went for my family, who, as I've, as I've said before and I'll say again, they, they don't care about me. They're nothing to do with me. They are nothing to do with any of this. You're a coward because you went after them rather than going after me. Like Your family is playing their part. What do you mean? The journalist. He will help me. Excise this cancer. Bitch, stop speaking in riddles. <laughs> Man, I gotta say one thing to you, Ash. What the heck's gotten into you? You used to be cool. You <laughs> used to be the one that showed me how to run jobs back at Harker's when it was us doing the gigs, and you're the one that would tell me, you know, don't leave behind clues, don't leave behind bodies, do everything clean. And now, you're completely different, and I still don't understand why. You, 517. 
Call me by my name. I'm trying to avoid saying the very cliche line of, I don't know who you are anymore, but that is legitimately how he feels. We were brothers. I was ordered to kill you, but I set you free and you repay me by selling yourself back into slavery. You were chosen by the universe. You could save us all. How? Chosen by the universe? What are you talking? Are you talking about Mardis? When you began talking to yourself, manifesting magic, we thought you were corrupted, sick, but you weren't. You were chosen, and you have squandered it. What have you done with your gifts? I've done what I've wanted to do with my gifts. Yes, all of you. You only think of yourselves. You were chosen. You had a chance. I gave you a choice. You decided to be complicit. So I will do this myself. You said that Alex is working to help towards your goals. Is is he doing so willingly? And if so, can 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 I can I talk to him? Uh, Ash actually flickers, and you see he projects the illusion over himself, as you've seen him do multiple times now, of Solomon Luna over himself. And then he begins to speak in Luna's voice, and he says, Alexander, I need you to make a delivery to Beatrice Beauregard at Beauregard Textiles. Please, take this. And he holds out his hands, and there's nothing there, but presumably he's playing back what happened here. And then he switches back to Ash, the illusion falls away, and he says, The journalist is playing his role. Did you send him with a bomb? Do you know why they are called Crown? Why are they called Crown? Because they're a subpar whiskey? No, just kidding. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Crown is a botanical term. It means the part of a tree that is above the ground. The only way to kill it is to pull it up by its roots. I need an honest, straightforward, direct answer from you. Is Alex okay? Are the kids okay? And is Alex... Is he aware of exactly what he's doing and why and what's going on? How... If so, just how long's he been doing this? I... Your family is safe for now. But soon, no one will be safe. Once the Sephiroth is delivered to crown. This system will tear itself apart. Like, well, this is just more, this is more Tree of Life references here, so. Haven't seen that movie. Oh, excuse me. No, 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 no. Not, we're talking about the Einsoft related oh, stuff. Oh, I thought we were talking about that. I was like, that's a movie, right? <laughs> no, Sephiroth is also a reference to the Kabbalah, so. Oh, I thought he was making, okay, I heard Sephiroth. <laughs> So I heard one <laughs> winged angel started playing in my head. Sephiroth is the plural. Sephiroth yeah. is oh. singular. It's it's a Hebrew word. It just means emanation. Yeah. Well, we learn something new every day. 
Once each head of crown accesses the Sephiroth's power, their greed and ambition will accelerate the collapse of this decaying system. I do not need you anymore. Okay, so like, can you leave us the fuck alone? I'm getting fed up with this with this guy. I don't know about the other two of you, but <laughs> look, if you are not going to give us straight answers, if you are not going to exp- explain to us what it is you want from us, what what you're expecting, what's going on, if you're not going to give us any answers, uh, look, I've I've put my cards on the table. You're going to give me some answers. Fine, I'll do what you want. But no, apparently you're not interested in that. <laughs> I'm at the point now where I just want to kick your fucking ass. That will not stop what is to come. What I want is some answers. That's what I want. Here's a straight answer. There was a time when the system could be saved. It is past now. All that is left is to accelerate the inevitable. I am giving the heads of crown all the power they so desire, and in doing so, they will tear this diseased city down. And then I will move to the next one. And then I will spread this power to the ends of the earth because you were too weak. Who gave you the right? What what makes you think that you are the arbiter of all? Like, Because the one who was chosen abdicated his responsibility. Ed is going to roll his eyes as he says that he's pointing to being chosen. You seem to speak with some special, deeper knowledge about what Martis's interaction with me means and what its implications are. As far as either of us know, it was merely a chance occurrence. It didn't have intentionality in it. Neither he nor I knew of any deeper meaning. So... If, if we were indeed chosen, how was I supposed to know what I was supposed to do? Everyone in the universe has an excuse for why they are not their best self. It is not for me to know what keeps you from greatness. But it is you to decide that I'm chosen and somehow special, and necessary for all what? All people? All forged entities? If you're referring to becoming free, are you referring to merely us constructs or all creatures under the system? We are all constructs. Ooh, deep. <laughs> I love I love you guys are, went from scared of him to dunking on him. <laughs> Last time Frank tried calling his ex Alex, he was he was not getting any kind of response or anything. Mm-hmm. He's just sat there, just dialing that number over and over right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, once again, Ash projects the illusion of Solomon Luna over himself and says, "Alexander, this is a mission of utmost importance. Turn off your phone so you are not tracked." You know, for someone as insightful and as uh, enlightened as you are, 
you're pretty shitty at getting your point across about what others are supposed to do to fix the problem. But then again, that wasn't your job back then anyway. You were you were the enforcer. I made sure things went by smoothly. Neither of us were the ones with the plans, now were we? Get dunked on. He looks at you for like the first time in this conversation, Ed, and he says, You cannot hurt my feelings. <laughs> you hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm not sure you can have feelings anymore. Ooh. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, Lenora's going to use message my cantrip to message Shrank and be like, Hey, why don't we just like leave here if he's not going to do anything and we can go... Try to cut Alex off at Bo's place. If you want, you two can go and try to get to your ex, Frank, and I can stay here and keep Ash occupied for the time being. Um, so you guys are having this message conversation to try to determine if you should leave Ash, who has been definitely talking in circles for like half an hour, as he always does. But uh, with your 18... Perception, Ed. 19 perception. Mm, very high. 15 <laughs> was the threshold. Um, you actually hear movement outside the house. And I think you get the sense that what he's actually been doing is not being just a dick because he sucks. All that, all been, the, he's, been, he's been keeping us here until... Archon shows up. Yeah. At, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Listen, motherfucker. I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've wasted too much too much time being convinced that he would have an answer for us. This clearly doesn't. I'm probably messed up or I've probably done the wrong thing, but we should just go. We we need to we need to oh we need to try and find Alex. At least at least if I talk to him, he's gonna say something. By the way, next time you drop me off a building, make sure to like leave a post-it note on me so I at least understand what the point is, you know, just to not be overly cryptic. Let's roll, gang. Middle fingers up. Bam. Uh, you actually see Ash begins projecting um, something else over himself that you've never seen before, which is from whatever angle you view him, he projects what is behind him, which is a fancy way of saying he turns invisible. Mm, nice. Well, that's fun. Cool. But if you are able to look at him in like the right light or something, you can kind of see the vague outline. You guys have all seen Predator. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm a, I assume you're familiar with the concept. But yeah, he turns invisible and like slowly stands up and scrapes his claw on the table as he begins to walk away. And you guys hear all around the house the sounds of uh, shuffling feet and low murmurs and like the beeping of radio. Do you have a secret basement exit, Frank? <laughs> um, at this point, uh, Ed is reaching into both of his pockets and pulling out... Uh, both pistols. If if there if there is a manageable number of Archon people outside, Frank is literally just going to walk out that front door and uh, lightning bolt. Um. So that's fun. Do you want to do that? Uh, assuming that this is not a case of oh, there's thirty people outside. That that's not a smart move. Yeah, that's what I want to do. It's hard to know, but I want you to tell. I want you to tell me that you do it. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, screw it. It's, it's <laughs> happening. Frank, Fra Frank is Frank is not worrying about the subtle exit. Frank is opening that door and just just heading out. Okay. And if there are Archon, he's he's, he's throwing that lightning bolt out. Ed Ed has two guns in his hands, and uh, as they start to move, he lets go of the gun in his left hand before it's snatched out of the air by a pair of mage hands, and now you know. He and Martis both are carrying guns on the way out to sort of provide cover for uh, Frank. 
Are the Archon soldiers fucking Genji? Yes, on the roll 20. <laughs> You're a fucking nerd. First and foremost, he already said that they were Genji last time. I know, but now they're actively Genji on my fucking screen. <laughs> actively Genji is a very good phrase. Um, Look all at right. Splinter. He's still there. I'm sorry. Oh, I love Splinter. Over here for Splinter. All right, so Frank, <laughs> uh, just absolutely furious at this cryptic roundabout ass conversation that Ash basically did to deliberately troll you. Yeah, this I I think where Frank is at right now is ask him about that one person at uh, that one Arco, uh, like pair of Archon people he killed earlier. It was a case of not happy about this, don't like doing murder, but right now it's a case of um, we have just been stalled here for these people to turn up. I don't know where my family is. The one person I know what they're doing, apparently they're mi- mix- mixed up in Crown, which I know I'm mixed up in Crown, but he's meant to be the responsible adult. I need to go find him and work out what he's doing and where the kids are and if they're safe and what's going on. Lightning bolt at Archon. <laughs> All right, so you kick the door open, and there are two Archon soldiers, like, right in your grill, and they both are immediately shocked by this, obviously, and they're like, hold, ah! <laughs> they get black, uh, 19, they save, but roll your damage. Um, right, so it's half on a successful? Okay, so... Yeah, but double for lightning, so... Okay, so I roll the 8d6 anyway. Um, you roll full damage no matter what, so... 31 damage. <laughs> All right, so the first two people who are on the front lawn, who they're they're basically about to do some SWAT stuff where they're like pressed up against the wall and they kick the door in and they go hop, 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 and they come in and you know how it is. You've played Rainbow Six probably. Um, You just, these dudes eat lightning to the face. You own both of them. They they die. You kill two people with lightning before they can even unsheathe their, uh, what I'm calling like supersonic batons. They are both capable of using concussive blast when they hit someone and at long range. Um, so two people just die immediately. Um, and so, so I'm actually have to set this up because they were surrounding your house. So the two in the front yard died, but there's still two in the left, two on the right and two in the back that were surrounding the house. So that is six. I need one more Genji. No. Um, and they're going to run out to try to, cause you just owned their friends. So. Okay. So do we have to roll initiative or. That's a good question. Um, Katarina, what are you up to? <laughs> you give you guys time to think about your battle plans okay so it's been a rough 24 hours you know uh, a victorious 24 hours two heads of crown are done but uh i katarina has many many bolt holes in her and lots of lots of blood and though she knows where the next head of crown is she does need to find some way to lay low to recover one, so she can get her health back, essentially. But two, so she can also recharge on her conduit of victory power. So Katarina is first going to try to find a place to lay low. I'm excited. Where are you going to take your long rest? I think for Katarina, who grew up on the streets and spent lots of time kind of working in the the down to city level, doing con jobs and things like that, uh, she might have a vague idea in sort of like the... Uh, the dirty uh, streets of, of South Valentine, where there was a place where there's uh, not too many people around. Is there like a, 
Like, if this was a Power Ranger season, is there uh, an abandoned warehouse district downtown? <laughs> yeah, there absolutely is a place you know is, like, safe and uh, you can be left alone at. I, I do, like, I can't top the, the abandoned where, warehouse district. I'm basically buying time to think of something as funny as the thing you just said and I failed. So, <laughs> yes is what I probably should have just said. So, that's where Katarina's going. She's going to try to remain as, as low and inconspicuous as possible to get her rest in. And once uh, she gets her rest in... She's renewed with the vigor of vengeance once more, and uh, she's heading off to where she uh, read that the head of, I believe it's manufacturing, uh, was located. Yeah, quick breakdown of the remaining heads. There's Solomon Luna, head of media. No one knows where he is. Memphis Cordovero, head of hospitality. You know he is in the Oak and Holly. There's Richard Sharp, head of financial. He's in Sharp Investments. Beatrice Beauregard, head of fashion. She is in Beauregard Textiles. There is Justice Alistair, who's in the administrative building, basically like the Supreme Court. And there is a nameless uh, lizard folk who you have not met, who is in the manufacturing complex uh, that is the head of manufacturing. Before you head off, though, you're so you're hanging out in the abandoned warehouse district. You uh, find a, a an awning to take a nap under. You bandage your wounds. Um, you're getting ready to go, reloading your gun, so forth, uh, shining up the ziz, getting ready to make your, the ziz. getting ready to make your, uh, attack. And you actually get a phone call. Is it to a number that I recognize? The caller ID identifies the caller as Aaron, A-E-R-O-N. Mm. I'll answer. I'll like pick up the phone. I'm not saying anything though. All right. Uh, so there's a couple seconds of silence, and then you hear, "Cat Squared, are you there?" Yeah. What's up? Oh, wonderful to hear from you. I was just going over your biometric data. Fascinating results. This this victory power has no effect on your heart rate. Have you noticed? Stone Cold Killer. Delightful. Yeah, it's what I do's. How you feeling? I can access your various bodily functions, but just like psych- psychologically, how are you doing right now? Oh, did you call for a checkup, or did you call because you were thirsty? <laughs> Holy shit, I was not prepared for that. I <laughs> uh, sure you, Cat Squared, this is purely scientific. I'm finishing up some notes for the day. I do not sleep much, but I would like to finish this. Before bedtime, you understand. I'm doing fine. Fine? Yeah, fine, you know. All right, good. All right, I hope you do not feel offended when I... Write down that is slightly abnormal for someone who's committed as many murders in as short a time as you have. Cat's going to be like, uh, you know, in the visual picture, a little bit kind of um, uncomfortable as she's on the phone. Like, definitely like looking around and kind of like seemingly anxious. And she's going to say, uh, you know, is that all you looking for? Just to find out if I've been having any adverse reactions to killing people? My interest is personal, scientific, ideological, philosophical, and fraternal. I'd like to think we bonded a little bit on a little escapade, but uh, no doubt. Perhaps if you, <laughs> if you would like to cut to the point, I have to say that these early form experiments I'm doing here are very promising. I think uh, I'm making some real headway on understanding what exactly this universe is made of. Thank you, you and all your companions, or ex-companions i suppose for making this possible yeah 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 you know you got no problem so what, what what are you trying to track now 
I wouldn't say track so much. I am certainly monitoring the physical condition of everyone who has been touched by the world of forms at this point. I'm also <laughs> tracking uh, the malfunctioning Warforged who has seemed to pass off one of the uh, containment units. Uh, he's calling them Sephiroth. What, your boy Ash? Yeah. Do I need to watch out for that guy? Because, uh, you know, I know he'd be your friend, but I'm gonna fucking eviscerate him if I see him again. <laughs> I harbor no personal affection for the man. He was an employee, not a particularly stable one. And uh, my understanding is that he now wishes to participate in some accelerationism. Do you know what that means, Cat Squared? I know it means if I see him again, he's going in the garbage disposal. (laughs) I only believe in one thing in this world, Cat Squared, and that is people get what they deserve. If that is how that fight shakes out, then go with God. Or... You know. There's no gods. Don't go where they went, I guess. Yeah, yeah, via con Dios, I gotcha. Hmm. So I I do not want to keep you from your work, but uh, do you have any concerns with the process, how it's affecting you? Nah. (laughs) Do you feel that you understand victory on any more primal level? It does feel like it was right for me now, you know? Hmm. I've always been better than what the world around me allowed me to be. So now I'm putting the right foot stamp in the world, I guess. Mm. If you don't mind me sharing, I I feel much the same. As if this is always who I was meant to be. And everything before this was larval. <laughs> Pupa, as it were. Yeah, I don't know about that stupid shit you just said, but (laughs) (laughs) it feels right if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Thank you for being so forward and honest with me. Refreshing. People are often intimidated by me, but uh, you could cut right to the point, and I respect that, and I will do the same with you if we could speak as equals here. My experiment is going to need more data. A larger sample size, if you will. I won't bore you with the, uh, the statistical... I'm sure you took... Science class. You know about control groups and whatnot? Sure. <laughs> nah, I just I just complimented you on your honesty. There's no reason to walk that back <laughs> so quickly. Uh, I can kind of pick up on what you mean. Like control group. Like, uh, like a rat in a cage kind of shit. Exactly like that. And what Ash is doing, think of it, he is making a lot of rats in Valentine, which is... Think of that as the cage, and it's about to get very interesting, and I'm so, so excited to study it. What I'm really on this phone right now to talk to you about is, do you think you are the biggest rat in that cage? Because if you are not, if if you are not, it is about to be very dangerous to be there. I don't know if I'm the biggest rat in the cage, but there are a piece of cheese at the end of this maze, and I'm going to be the one that gets it. <laughs> Delightful. Evocative, thank you. Uh, I suppose I will let you go. I do have one other thing planned, but it doesn't really need your input, and you will find out about it shortly. Um, also, maybe helpful to you. Um, maybe I should just run it by you. You're going after all the heads of Crown. Do you, is there a particular reason, or...? They gotta get theirs. You say it yourself. We get what we deserve, Right. See, that's what I like to hear. And it has come to me in these experiments that what Crown is up to, do do they really deserve it? 
I mean, they have amassed a lot of wealth and power, but mostly for its own sake. I do not think they appreciate what they have. It's very mechanical. They are all action and no theory. Praxis, no ideology. And I am very concerned that Valentine is a place that does not consider what it deserves. What you think it deserves, huh? Keep an eye out for uh, some upcoming broadcasts. I think you'll find what I have is beneficial to both of us. I'm excited, and I hope you are too. Sure thing. Good luck, Cat Squared. Catch you later, Aaron. Who the fuck spells her name Aaron like that? She's hang up. Uh, all right, so what what is your approach to the manufacturing branch look like? <laughs> That's a good sign. Uh, I'm trying to think how I can phrase this. So busting in the door and just starting to go crazy is not going to work. There's too many guards. This person clearly is trying to protect themselves from that kind of approach. So Katarina has kind of, you know, been studying over that initial four plan that she got that kind of signaled that the person's going to be hiding in like a panic room. Mm -hmm. So she needs to sneak inside a different way. Yeah. Now, Katarina's good at disguises and she has been very good at creating various characters. I thought maybe this would be a chance to bring Brody Monk back, but I wanted to let one of the smaller known characters get a chance to sign. Mm -hmm. So Katarina is going to try to like uh, sneak in, I guess, to one of not sneak in. She's going to try to bluff her way in, essentially, uh, through one of like the guard stations. Do you, like would I have the insight to at least assume that there are regular workers working in this area outside of just like guards like armed soldiers yeah there are tons this is a, f a huge factory okay so i show up and uh go up to one of the guards and we say oh hello dear sir <laughs> julia mild here important for work <sighs> well you, I mean, I mean, th I, I mean, let's let's be honest here, Austin. You asked for this. Hear him under your breath say why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll deception, um, or performance. Well, however, you really want to characterize this. Uh, I get advantage on perception check or deception checks to try to pass myself off as someone else. Yeah, you sure do, bud. <laughs> so fourteen. Do you roll fourteen in a botch? 14 in a botch, but the botch is uh, the one I'm not taking. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, I just want to call it out my dude. That is a bullet to the eyebrow <laughs> on a botch there. Just so we have the stakes clear. <laughs> <laughs> With a 14, uh, the guard looks down at his clipboard and says, uh, I don't got a Julia Mild. Uh, who are you with? That would be cooking people in this area, right? In manufacturing, would there be any kind of cooking area? They make pans there. The cafeteria. Oh, oh, okay. That's that's that. I was like, that's what you mean. I like, I like, like cooking people, like killing them and eating them, like that one episode of The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I didn't tell you it's the Soylent Green factory. Oh shit. <laughs> I always say like they make like kitchen supplies there, right? It's made out of Snapple. 
We're manufacturing cannibalism here. Yeah, if you're helping me write this scenario, if you want to say one of the things they manufacture here is cooking stuff, sure. <laughs> oh, dear sir, I'm working for the show that's going to be out soon, and we need to get the top line of the cooking equipment for the show. <laughs> Did you say cooking equipment? The cooking equipment. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get the best brand marketing deals, dear sir. You, you sound like Cedric from King's Quest right now. It's a poisonous equipment. <laughs> uh, the guard says, all right, well, you're not on my list, so I got to go talk to my manager. Just stay right here. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dear sir. Take your time. <laughs> uh, the guard walks off a little perplexed, but also you seem like a harmless old cooking lady. So <laughs> sweet. To be clear, because I don't think you've, you've really said this explicitly, but basically being a wrestler is being an actor who just happens to do a lot of physical roles. So your whole like multiple personality disorder thing is actually you being really well trained to do yeah. all this. These are all various characters Katarina has at one point in time played as a wrestler, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> or a character she wanted to play. I, I just like the idea of Julia Mild storming into the ring and having a bunch of cooking-based wrestling moves that she would employ to take out someone. It's not that absurd. I'm, I'm, there I was, know it's that absurd. There was an evil wrestling dentist. I, I, I'm aware of this, Chris. I'm just saying I can picture it is all I'm saying. Do, do I need to also clarify this is obviously in reference to Julia Child as well? Some people may not know. Yes. Uh, yes, you might have to, but I, I, don't worry. I got the reference for once, Chris. The guard walks away to go see if you're actually on a list somewhere, um, leaving you outside of the Boom Boy, which is what we've established in universe is what they're <laughs> called where they keep people from driving through security checkpoints. Uh, there's another guard in another um, station a little bit farther away who could possibly see you, but he also seems to be look on his phone. So, All right. Well, uh, could I try to sneak on by those guys? Yep. Sounds like a stealth check. Nine. I don't have great rolls right now. Yeah, not great. So you walk past the boom boy and start making your way across the the lot to the entrance of the manufacturing uh, plant and someone sees you. Um, This person is wearing like a hard hat. They seem to be like a foreman who works here. They're on their way in and they're saying they say as they see you approaching like, hey, lady, you got to go. Got to sign in. What are you doing? Noises. I'm gonna to to clean this up later on. God damn it! <laughs> All right, sounds like another uh, deception to pass yourself off as a new character. <laughs> I'm losing the will to live. Nineteen. <laughs> or am I giving you the will to live? Um, all right, the foreman with a 19, the foreman says, All right, I want you pissing yourself in the parking lot. Whatever, get in there. It's not my job. I'm not security. Oh, thank you, dear sir. You're a gentleman in a scooter. I didn't catch a word of that, lady. Bye. <laughs> Don't I'm off. All right, so you enter the plant. Um, the part you're in is I, what we've established now is cookware. So they're making like pots and pans and spoons and forks and <laughs> that stuff. There's a lot of people walking around, um, just going to various stations. This is both a magical and technological society, so I assume it's a little different than the, when I watched How It's Made. <laughs> but uh, imagine that. Uh I'm going to try to navigate to where I heard or I where I remember the floor plans laying out the like uh, panic shelter to be. So you went to the construction 
branch guy first so you actually know where to go which is a cool consequence of that choice uh you see up ahead of you though there is a uh another security checkpoint into the more uh privileged area and there are two guards there as well these guys don't seem to be rent-a-cops like the guys outside they seem to be uh actual like serious guards they have guns oh yes sir i need to speak to the nameless uh, crowd head that I haven't received a name for yet. We're going to assume that I know the name. No. <laughs> I can make up a. It is of the utmost importance. I can make up a name for you. I just didn't want to put a lot of work into someone you're about to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, you can also just name them Will to Live, and that would just be just you know. <laughs> we already have William Graves, so that would be confusing. It'll be Billy. Tolive. Billy to live, yeah. Billy to live, yeah. There you go. His his, his <laughs> name is. Please know I has kids at home. Oh, <laughs> All right. Um, the first guard says uh, nobody. <clears throat> there's nobody on the schedule to talk to the president today. So. Oh, you understand how the first base world of television works, <laughs> don't you? We can't constantly be inundated with schedules, and all this has to be free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this sounds more like a persuasion because you're not trying to convince him of your identity. You're just trying to sway him. Okay. 20. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey, on is on. Let her through. Yeah. Uh, Once again, one of the guards says, I wasn't told anything about this and I'm going to get in trouble if I just let you in. So I got to go check. Um, Actually, this guy is a little smarter. He's not going to leave. He's going to radio. He knows what's up. Okay. Yeah, so he, he picks up a, he picks up, you know, the little tricorder radio thing and beeps it and says, "Yeah, I got a lady out here says she's a big TV big shot." Uh <laughs> Scratch that the biggest TV big shot and uh says you got a meeting here, boss. And there's silence for a while. And then you you hear a voice come back and say, "Whatever you do, do not let that old lady in here. <laughs> uh, roll initiative. Okay. Well, actually, don't. Roll initiative, everyone else. We have two fights now. Okay. Da-da. Yeah, let's go back. So, there are six Archon troops, the heavily armored private military contractors with the uh, supersonic batons. Uh, t- they're approaching the Team Snitch in the front yard. We got a 13 from Laura. Now, see, I think it's too late, but I, I had a really, really dumb plan I wanted to try to, like, execute before they got around the building. Mm-hmm. I wanted to use mirror image and then, like, send my copies out to try and corral them all into one place. Maybe like, ooh, look at me. Oh, I'm over here. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> that might be too ambitious. Um, so if you want to use mirror image, because the first two people you would have had to fight got blown away by Frank. So if you want to burn a spell slot to make copies of yourself, you can. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to make, I guess, a deception roll to try to use them to distract, knock yourself out. Yay. Okay. So then I do a deception roll, you said? See, I feel I'm scared. I feel like Chris took all the good rolls. <laughs> uh, did I? 13. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, not very good. Um, let's say that you're gonna—they're gonna, still going to be tightly grouped. I have them on the roll twenty in groups of two. I want them tightly grouped, but I want to get them all as close together as possible. Yeah, there's six. Two of them are a group, and four of them are a group. So we've grouped some of them together. Is that okay for you? That works for me. All right. It is my turn first. I got a nineteen on the initiative. Yep. 
Uh, first two come around the side of the house and are going to use their area of effect long range stun batons on all of y'all. Uh-huh. So constitution saving throws. Oh, they just had to use that thing that I have Seven. negative in. Chris, you ate all the good rolls. What good rolls? I rolled I rolled a uh, botch and Frank rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fortunately, a botch does not mean extra damage on a saving throw attack, so... So a one, a one, and a seven, one of which is a botch. Uh, so that is going to be 2d10 damage. Okay. Oops. Uh, 12 damage as all three party members are rocked by the first two people who unsheathe their supersonic batons and swing them at you, and there's a concussive wave that blasts the whole group on the front of the lawn. Cool. The other two, uh, so there's the ones in the backyard that are still far away. There's the ones from the other side of the house who Lauren used her deception to put into the group behind the other ones. Lenora, your turn. Okay, I'm going to cast Cloud of Daggers on the group of four guys. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Uh, either when they enter my zone, my cube, it's just five feet by five feet, or if they start their turn there, uh, they take, because I'm casting at a fourth level, they take 8d4 damage. That's so many. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> so you summon a cube of floating daggers in the air that will shred anyone who enters it, and you put it right in between you and them, so that if they want to hit you, they'll have to run through it? Yes, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ed, your turn. Well, we're already loud, so it doesn't... It, I mean, if this was Payday 2, we've already gone loud, so... <laughs> I get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so firearms are not going to really be that much more surprising than lightning and large sonic blasts and such, so... Um, floating knives. Yeah, and fl- well, floating knives don't make noise, though. They probably so. clink, right? Clink, 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 They're going to make clink. screams when it's their turn, but yeah. yeah, not in their natural habitat. <laughs> Ed is going to kind of try to move a little bit away from Frank and Lenora so that they're not so tightly grouped, not by too much, while the mage hands are going to be about 30 feet away on the other side. So there's two, like... He has his pistol, the mage hands has their pistol, and um they're each gonna take a shot at one of the um one of the persons in the four in the group of four. Yeah, pincer move. A pincer a little bit of pincer move there, yeah. So let's just go ahead and take care of these attack rolls. Just make sure I have my bonuses in line. Cool. Um this is gonna be Ed's attack, ten, and this is gonna be Martis's attack, seventeen. Seventeen hits. That's gonna be ten damage. On the one that he hits. Yeah, I like that. So Ed's shooting at them. He misses, but Martis floats up behind, also has a gun, shoots them in the back. Pew. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. You're doing a, a one-man John Wick with your ghost buddy. Cool synergy powers. Yep. Frank, your turn. Um, so because we had a short rest, um, one of the things Frank is able to do once on a short rest is uh, recover some spell slots. So during that... Uh, short rest he has recovered one level three and one level one spell slot and frank is going to use lightning bolt again on the group of four uh five they fail teamwork 28 damage times two (laughs) so that's what 40 56 oops let me just delete some Genjis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you shot the the group of four uh, that Ed was in the middle of shooting suddenly all get fried to death. Frank, are you out of lightning bolts? Uh, no, I still have one level three spell slot. <laughs> Oops. All right, uh, next turn, the two other 
Archon soldiers come out from around the side of the house, and they're also going to use their supersonic batons on all of you. Constitution saving throw. Five. Twenty-one. Zero. That's a botch <laughs> minus one. Thirteen to Frank and Lenora. Six to Ed. Did they get into my cloud of daggers? Because I really want them to. Nope. The ones who uh, were in the cloud of dagger zone are dead. We did kill them. Frank. Frank is not doing good right now. <laughs> I don't have any healing. <laughs> My squishy boy is very squishy. In the distance, you guys hear uh, uh, there's an approaching car. Okay, I'm going to try to intimidate them. So I'm going to be like, listen, we just smoked six dudes all at once. <laughs> and like, it wasn't hard at all. And we're totally doing great. Do you really get paid enough to die right now? Uh, roll intimidation. I hope not. Uh... 12. Not very good. It's not. No. Uh, in fact, one of them says, reinforcements will be here soon. And as he says that, a car comes around the corner and you see it says Archon on the side. Okay. Cool. Um. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. How do y'all feel about running away? Now, these guys are fighting you in the front yard. The pl- the new car is approaching from the street, so you're being pincered now. Fuck, pincered. Um, okay, I'm out of spell slots. I'm gonna try to thunderclap them. Why not? Uh, it's a constitution. Constitution. Yep, yeah, constitution. Uh, six, they fail. Suck it. Rude. It's not enough, clearly, but... Six damage to both of them. Nope, you hold your hand aloft and your MP3 plays a whoop, 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 and they are only mildly annoyed by that. They're like, these kids these days. Is that not doubled because it's lightning? It's thunder. Oh, thunder. Is thunder separate from lightning? <laughs> thunder is sonic damage. It's basically uh, the, st- the damage of loud noises. Okay. Thunder is what their weapons are. Uh. It's concussive force caused by vibrations as opposed to lightning. Which is lightning. <laughs> in, in my brain, thunder and lightning are one thing. They come as a package deal. In Pokemon, they do. Not in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, in Dungeons and Dragons, they separate them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ed, it's your turn. Well, we got to clear one one side of the pincer in order for us to get anywhere. So so I put icons for the new people. They're not there yet. The car is still coming, yep. so they're not out of the car yet. What Ed will do is sort of continue to sort of move to give enough space between him and the others so that hopefully they might attack him instead of the other two. And then him and Mardis will both attack on the two uh, injured Genjis as they are with their pistols. All right. Ed's attack is a crit. Ouch. (laughs) 4d6 plus 4. That's 19 damage. Yikes, you just shoot a hole straight through that guy's chest. He is in ba- in a bad way. And then Martis is going to shoot the other. Genji, that's a 14, probably a miss. That's a miss. I, I, I really hope that that does not catch on in the fandom. We start calling these people Genjis. <laughs> <laughs> They're Genjis now. All right, so Frank, your turn. I mean, I feel like if we at least kill the two in front of us, we can like fucking get... Well, I'm thinking we either kill the two or we kill... Or, or I lightning bolt at... The oncoming the vehicle car. full of them. And then 
Eddie and I kill the two. Yeah, because the two were already taking some damage. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm in a position where like whatever we do, we got to do quick because if Frank takes another hit, he's going to be very squishy. Um. Okay, Frank is going to use his one remaining lightning bolt uh, and aim it at the oncoming vehicle. So this is the part where having watched a lot of Mythbusters is really helpful because when you shoot your lightning out, instead of electrifying the entire car, killing everyone inside of your evil lightning death trap, what happens is the lightning bolt, through sheer heat, scars the side of the vehicle and the electricity uh, damages the non-shielded parts such as like the engine and the electronics inside but the living beings inside are shielded uh because the frame of the vehicle acts as a faraday cage no uh-huh but is the car broken down the heat overheats the car and it comes to a, a, a skidding stop and four guys jump out hop 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 and they have their supersonic batons but it's going to take them a turn to run up to you guys no so they get out of the car and they start running. So that's their turn. They're dashing. Um, on this turn, the one who got shot really badly in the chest is going to try to run up and hit Ed with his baton. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21. Okay. Yeah, that hits. Uh, five damage. Boom. He hits you with a supersonic baton. All right. And then the other one aims his baton at Lenora and Frank Fuck. because they, they are by themselves. Constitution saving throw. 19. Wow, I did good. Uh, two damage to both of them. Oh, thank God. You okay, Frank? Uh, yeah, he's got like three HP left. I have 11. <laughs> yeah, so the team is having a really intense fight on this lawn. A huge wave of concussive energy hits the spellcasters, blasting them back. Ed is in a basically a hand-to-hand fight with one of the soldiers. And four more are running down the street about to join you guys. When in the distance you hear beep, 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 beep. Wait, 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 wait. How many beeps was that? A lot. It's very important. Crack the code. It's Morse code. Shit. Uh, <laughs> it's like the second message to season two all over again. Is it them telling us the deliveries here that like we're getting fresh pizza? Is that we get pizza? Is, is it pizza time? <laughs> no, it is a, a, a car you guys have seen once before in the parking lot of the shooting range. Oh. It's Reese. Oh, God. That's not who you see behind the wheel. Behind the w- wheel, you see the white dragonborn, Inspector William Graves. Sweet. With the pedal to the floor, just screaming, get some, get some, fucking get some. And in the <laughs> passenger seat, you see Reese. What does Reese say? Oh, Reese is a, a tiny mouse right now. She is terrified. She's like in the, uh, like the, the, the glove box hiding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so William Graves... Goes as fast as Reese's compact, uh, fucking be- like mom <laughs> her, her, vehicle, her Sponda Civic. <laughs> yeah, her her soccer mom, fucking sedan will go, and he mows down four of <laughs> the soldiers in the street. Um, let's see, roll damage for this. Actually, <laughs> what is car damage? I'm gonna say a lot. Four d ten. Oh, you, you, uh, oh. You, I like what you think. 21. All right, so he hits all four of them. They go flying like bowling pins. They are knocked prone and severely damaged. Uh, And Inspector William Graves basically fishtails the car in the middle of the road, reaches into the glove box with one hand, pulls Reese out, who is now a mouse. Um, I guess a rat. 
that people are going to get very specific about that. That's, They're very different. I know. I'm sorry. Reese is a rat. In one hand, he has Reese. In the other, he grabs a sawn-off shotgun. <laughs> Reese is going to terrifyingly skitter from one end of that arm to the other. Aww. This, 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 is like, this is like one of those crazy exploitation films, you know? Just like a crazed dragonborn with a sawed-off shotgun doing justice in the worst way possible with like the funkiest soundtrack that is not even like appropriate for the situation. So you all ever seen Shaq? What? Not Shaq. What's his name? Shaft. Did you say has anyone oh, <laughs> has, has anyone seen Shrek? <laughs> I was like, we've referenced Shrek like once a week. I don't know why I was thinking about Shaq. I, I was thinking about Shaq today. No, Shaft. I was thinking Shaft. Okay, uh, so Graves with Reese in one hand, shotgun in the other, attack, attack, or he gets advantage because they're prone, so first one misses, second one 22, uh, 15 damage, he walks over to one of the Archon soldiers on the ground and blows his head clean off with a shotgun. Well, okay. Um, and then he throws, <laughs> he just throws Reese onto the ground and says, help! Uh, Reese is going to get up, and then she is going to, uh, skitter over towards where Frank is Mm -hmm. and as she's doing so she's going to uh, Animorphs transform back into a human (laughs) I guess is the way you could describe it Elf. As she gets over there she's like mid transformation like normally it'd just be like transforming into an animal into a human. She's doing an animal into a human mid drawing and when she gets to Frank she's going to hold up a picture of Frank super muscular with like awesome like strength powers and lightning shooting out of his hand and you are going to get healed because that's cure wounds (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness frank is very ready for this new child yes uh frank will pin this up on the fridge when he gets home (laughs) (laughs) you get back 19 health frank damn oh thank you was as a second or third level spell slot one third third level nice all right Lenora, your turn. I'm gonna mind spike. The one that has the least, the the out of the two that were like up and getting us. Yeah. One of them got shot. The one that didn't get shot, I'm gonna spike the fuck out of his mind. Rude. That's a wisdom saving throw, my dude. All right. They're not super wise. Yeah. Nah. 13. Bye. <laughs> 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 they roll the damage. Uh, that's uh, 48. 17. His head explodes in a shower of gore. Gross, but suck it. <laughs> oh, man, we got, the, we got the scanners reference now. Great. Yes. Love that JPEG. <laughs> the, 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 the JPEG? Yeah, I know. Most people love the GIF. I love the JPEG specifically of that scene from scanners. Fine, fine. Okay. You, you could be. What about the PNG? Yo, we got to get some respect to the pinge. Yeah, the pinch is very nice. Ed, your turn. The guy with a hole in his chest you shot is looking on death's door, but he's trying to come at you with his baton still. Ed's going to use his bonus action to spin his, uh, to put the pistol in his left hand, flick out his right hand. There's sort of a quick gesture and a knife just appears out of it. And then he's going to attack in such a way to hopefully just subdue the guy in front of him and just not outright kill him. Um... So here's the attack against him. Crit. Yep. Dang. All right. Well, he crits with the dagger. Um, mm-hmm. It's at least the lowest damaging crit he could do. Uh, 11. Pay me that non-lethal p- picture. Uh, basically, what I sort of picture him doing is 
flicking up the knife, looking over where Mardis is and giving a nod before stabbing the the Archon soldier in the uh soldier in the shoulder and then headbutting him directly in the face to sort of knock him out on his back. Mardis is going to toss the uh toss his pistol back to Ed and then proceed to try to to steal any weapons he can off of the Archon soldier on the ground. All they have are their supersonic batons, which have um, fingerprint locks on them. Mm. No. That's the only thing they have? Yep. Losers. Specifically, f- so that this doesn't happen. Even, they don't even like like a regular baton or something, man. A, a, like a pocket knife? Their whole thing is going into other countries and dealing with unruly locals who they do not want to have any kind of technological advantage. Fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, not fair, but unfair. Mar- 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 Martis will Martis will pick up the baton and throw it on the roof so that <laughs> <laughs> he's going to wake up, a- see ten of his dead friends, and be like, "Man, I really wish I had my baton right now." Ed's going to work on replenishing the ammo on the two guns, sort of like you know, action movie esque. Uh, Frank, it's your turn. All that's left are three Archon soldiers uh, in the street, uh, prone because they just got hit by a car. And uh, Inspector William Graves is standing over them, reloading his shotgun. Hmm. Graves, I don't know why you're here, but can we just get in this car and go? He blows the head off another one. Can we not? Frank is going to mind spike one of them. All right. Dang. Wisdom? Uh, Twelve. They fail. Yeah, that's that's a fail. Uh, Thirteen damage. You blow. You want to blow one of their heads off? Uh, yeah, that's what Frank's doing. He's, 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 he's spiking one of their minds. There goes another one. You blow his head off. There's one left. Uh, Graves is reloading his shotgun. He says, Reese, you want to, you want to get this over with? It's only going to get worse from here. This is an easy one. Come on. Uh, Reese is going to run up to Graves and she's going to draw him a picture. And it's like essentially of like, uh, the fucking, um, uh, Doge. And he's just looking at him really sad, and she's going to cast Calm Emotions on Grave. Oh, nice. So he needs to make a charisma saving throw. He is not. mm. Yeah, I imagine he's not very charismatic. Bosh. Bosh. He's like, I love dogs. He goes, aw, look at his little snooter. Uh, He unloads the shotgun and just takes the picture from you and just walks over to the car and starts looking at it. I think we can go now. Actually, can we talk a little bit about Reese's powers? How exactly are you drawing so quickly? What's that look like uh, like in the movie version of this? Uh, so I could describe it in my own way, but I'm simply going to say that if you've ever seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, <laughs> Rohan Kisabe is a super awesome manga artist who draws things with just his arms flailing about in various directions and then it's done. Mm-hmm. So that's what Reese does, except it's with, uh, like, uh, I don't know artist terms. So whatever, like, they call the tablet and electronic pen they use generally nowadays. It's like that. It's just the tablet. It's just still a tablet. <laughs> there you go. Tablet and pen. Just side note. Can we all just take a moment to appreciate all of Rohan's perfect crop tops? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Rohan so much. Yeah. All right. There's one guy left. He's, like, on the ground. With, like, a broken hip. What do you do? Can we just leave him there? I mean, well, basically, the idea, what I would do is pick up the baton and just blackjack him. 
and then throw it on the roof. <laughs> you guys spend a whole minute just collecting them all and throwing them all up on Frank's ex's roof. <laughs> I love that. And then can we get in the car and go? You're going to get a weird text <laughs> later. Frank's like, hey, so I know that we did like this whole thing just happened and there's a lot of death and violence and stuff. But I just got home and like there's like a whole bunch of batons on my roof. What's up with that? You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So what do you guys do? Uh, Reese is here. Hi. Hi. I like to think we're getting in the car. And as Lenore gets in the car, she's going to say, well, I guess they did get paid enough to die today. Damn. Burned. Just out of character quickly, where was it again that um, Frank's ex was heading? Bo. To Bo. To Bo. Um, okay, so as as we get in, um, Frank's just going to say to Graves, thanks for, the sa- thanks for the save. Don't know where you were planning to go, but I need, I need us to head and go see Bo ASAP. Uh, Graves looks up from the doge and says, yeah, I can't go with you guys. I have business. <laughs> Can you drop us off there? I can't not assume that his business is to go home, frame this picture, and stare at it. And stare at the doge. Don't get it twisted. He's definitely going to look at that doge some more. But, I mean, he doesn't have any reason to keep this from you all. He says, I have to find where Solomon Luna is for Kat. So, you, Mm. all of you keep Reese safe. If she dies, Katarina's going to kill all of us. So we all have that in common, which is cool. But besides that, I don't give a f- fuck what you do. Well, we need a ride. Yeah, we, we need to get to Bose. Old man. It's not my car. He just throws the uh, key on the ground. Okay. Okay, get out. Bye. So should I, like, file something to, like, get the car detailed later? Do you, do you want to leave your insurance? Or should I get their insurance due to the people you hit? I'm pretty sure we could take care of that later on. We got to move now. He kicks the side view mirror off your car. <laughs> that seems rude. You need those to drive. <laughs> it's it's not street legal now. Can I do a a a straight up and down twenty for Frank to get in the front and drive the car? It that it's Reese's car. Frank still wants to get in and go drive. You can if you want to roll d twenty to drive this car. You can. Oh I no, just that's to be fine. Clear. If Reese wants to, yeah, if Reese is happy to drive. This is just. I a, think Frank it's wants actually, to be go it, go go. I think it would be more fitting because Reese is very meek. So I imagine it would be all the more fitting that Frank would just be like, "Oh well, I'll just take these keys and start driving." She's like, "Okay, I'll just take the side seat again." <laughs> like everyone else is just taking her car. Like this is useful. It's driving. She's like, "Okay, that sounds good." Lenora wants to call shotgun. Oh, you're gonna make her sit back seat her own car. <laughs> Yes. I I rolled a 12. I rolled a 12. That's higher than I've ever rolled on the car roll. Lenora gets carsick. I like that Frank is getting better at driving. Important question. Is Frank obeying the speed limit? No. I I don't think he is right now. <laughs> Just note from behind you then you're going to get a lot of worried cars like, "Oh, that really wasn't the full stop back there." Uh, <laughs> you sure are going on a lot of yellows and reds. Ed is going to be specifically spending time trying to talk, trying to talk Reese down from being so worried. I'm well aware any other time Frank would be very much on that train. And I think there will be a time very shortly where he's very, I'm sorry for everything that went down. But right now he's, he's a little one track mine at the second, I think. Everyone, everyone has seatbelts, right? Seatbelts, everyone's seatbelts. All right. So you guys are going to get in Reese's car and head back to the subway station because you need to go to North Valentine 
to meet Beatrice Beauregard or to go to Beauregard Textiles because that's where Alexander is, Frank's ex. Presumably, your understanding is that. Yeah. There's there's also one thing I wanted to propose doing um, with, mm-hmm. uh, namely for Lenora. Yeah. Hey, how would you like to have a short rest while we're driving to the to the uh, to the trains? Hell yeah. Um. Yeah. So Ed's gonna use one of his third level spell slots to cast Catnap on on Lenora. And I'm a cat. <laughs> so, um, if Reese wants to fall in, is wants to sleep for ten minutes and get the benefits of a short rest, she can. Um, but Lenora is namely the target of this spell. Also, Lenora gets car stick because I said so. So she's taking a little nap so she don't barf. Oh, there's some bags back here if you need them. So, so Lenora will gain the benefits of a short rest after just ten minutes of of napping. Right. <laughs> she snores apparently too, because <laughs> I just made snoring noises on the recording because I'm a loser. All right, so you guys get to the subway station. I assume you just ditch Reese's car halfway into a parking spot, 45-degree angle, and run. Yeah. Isn't that a parking garage? Um, there probably is, but you don't have time for that nonsense, do you? Don't have time to wait around for the little ticket that the barrier gives you. Oof. I feel like parking garages are super fast. What parking garages are y'all going to? Um, have you been to parking garages in Orlando? No. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> okay. All right, so you guys run onto the train. Um, we haven't really discussed where the administrative building is. Um, where Algernon Sharp set up the meeting is at the Supreme Court in North Valentine. So you're actually getting closer to that goal as well. Mm. So that's good. You guys get onto the train. You sit down. You guys were just here a little bit ago, and you caused quite a scene. So We're disguised, right? Yeah, I assume. You guys all have disguising spells. Yeah. Mm. I'm a mole person. <laughs> Thank you. Do you guys say anything to each other? You just had a big... Big showdown, a lot of people died. I think Frank is probably like notably quiet. He's probably just a bit shaken and a bit withdrawn. Uh Lenar's gonna be like, Well, I didn't like that. That felt really gross. Everyone, I'm 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 sorry. I'm I'm sorry you guys, I'm sorry person whose name I didn't <laughs> ask. Um, it's Reese. We met before. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Sorry, Mike. It's good. I can see something's going on. Welcome to the garbage party. <laughs> I. Lenara's gonna like pat Frank on the head and be like, "It's okay. We all had to do what we had to do. I mean, it's not okay, but it's okay." I knew casting light was gonna kill him. I still did it. I don't know what I'm... I'm going to be honest. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know. I didn't talk to my family at all about what I was what I was doing with you guys. And it sounds like maybe... Maybe I should have. I don't know. I don't know if I want to curl up and just ignore the world or if I want to kill everyone I see right now. I just... I just want my family to be safe and I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just don't know. Reese is going to start sketching something up, Aww. and she's going to bring it over to Frank, and it's going to be Frank, but he's dressed up like a Super Sentai Power Ranger kind of deal. <laughs> uh, I forget what we called them last week, like Ultra Rangers or something, or Ultra Fighters. You know, there's been a lot of um, characters and things like that throughout the series franchise that, 
you know, we're kind of like anti-heroes and things like that. And I think the important thing is that in the moment they became heroic. So here's for you. And she's essentially going to be doing the equivalent of casting the spell heroism on Frank. Hmm. Nice. What's that do? It basically just like it would give you temporary hit points, but it would also keep you from being frightened and things like that. Basically, idea is try to give him courage. Aww. You see, sitting next to you on this train, there are two kids, and they're on their phones, and one of them says to the other one, Dude, you see this video? Look at this shit. And you guys, like, out of the corner of your eye, you see them watching a video called Bulletproof Badasses Own Subway Muggers. (laughs) (laughs) And it's you guys. The video only has, like, 10,000 hits now, but it's going up. It's starting to go viral of you guys owning people on this train and throwing the Dragonborn out the window and scaring them out the front window. And they're like, wait, was that, was that here? And he goes, yeah, dude, look. And he like points to one of the advertisements you can see in the video that's also on the train now. He's like, oh, what the, we have superheroes? Cool, cool. They're like jazzed about it. I, I, I think Frank's just gonna quietly just like a couple of tears. Aww. I think, I think he's just a little bit overwhelmed by everything because right now it's, it's sort of, ah, I'm bulletproof protective dad, but also, I don't know what the hell's happening with family stuff, which is everything he's sort of focused on for a while. I think he's just just going to have a um, just just a couple of tears. Ed's going to sort of pat Frank's shoulder briefly and then say two things, Frank. One, thanks for helping me out back there with uh with Cundy and Marty. Uh it uh it really means a lot that they're somewhere safe for the time being. Secondly, I know this isn't the first time I've said this to you, but you know, you can save the apologies until after we're done with the job, right? Still got a job to do. So I guess we do. Let's gear up for it. Uh by the way, uh Reese, are you cool with uh just sticking around with us for the time being? Graves seem to indicate that that would be a good idea uh yeah i mean uh i've been kind of disposed from my house my job and everything but um you too yeah this is about as good as everything else welcome to the team then welcome to team we just kind of wanted to have a quiet life and oh my goodness that spiraled out of control good catchy team name <laughs> ed offers a hand towards reese yeah yeah she'll shake hands and I was gonna like look over her like shoulder and be like, "Whoa, you're like a really good artist." Uh, yeah, I'm okay. You know, it's a, uh, it's a hobby. Remember the cartoon where the, the little dog you say it's a living? It's like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if this all dies down, maybe you can like do me up some merch or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, new, new friends. I'll commission. I'll pay, give you money. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do that now because it takes my mind off of everything else that's happening right now. Yeah. There's a lot happening right now. <laughs> Yay. Friendship. Meanwhile, Katarina. I rolled an 11 for initiative. Let's do this shit. <laughs> uh, 18. The two guards go first. Um, And actually, they don't immediately fire on you because they've just been told to stop you. So they're both going to try to grapple you. Uh, 12. Uh, dexterity with that would make it a 13. 13 beats 12. Huzzah! Math finally works out in my favor. The two guards grab you and you shimmy away. You're still, uh, Julia Mild, but... No, boy, you brutes! 
<laughs> Your turn. Then I'm going to activate my barbarian rage. Uh-huh. And I'm going to pull up my handgun and I'm going to say, you motherfuckers didn't see this coming, did you? And I'm going to. So now, now she's become a Julia Wilde. Okay, got it. <laughs> Crit! Of course! Of course! Okay. <laughs> Julia Wilde activates her fucking trigger. Roll the fucking damage. Oh, man. I love this game and everything that's a part of it. Hold on. 20 damage. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, it could have been worse, frankly. It could have. All right. So you shoot the first guard who tries to grab you just square in the throat. He doesn't die instantly, but... Uh, they both draw their guns now, and people start running and screaming in the factory. Yeah. All right, so they're going to start shooting you. Uh, 23 and 19. Those both hit. Uh, 22 damage. They both hit you. Okay. Bam, bam. All right. My turn? Yep. You have no respect for the purpose of Cockwell! And I'm going to attack this guy with a barrage of my uh, harpoon and uh, fist strikes. So I'm going to spend a key point for this. So 12, 26, 15. 26 and 15 hit. So that's going to be 19 damage. So that was the guy you shot last turn? Uh, No, I'm going to use this specifically on the other guy to give him, like, uh, really fuck him up. I want these guys to just be scared of this lady and run away. They're here to guard one of the 10 most powerful people in the city. They're not going to break. All right, then, yeah, I'm going to gank the one dude. All right, paint me a picture of that. So you shot him in the throat. He pulls out his gun. He shoots you once, and you... I'm going to grab him by the top of his head, and I'm just going to punch him in the throat over and over again. Jesus. <laughs> until he just goes down. Okay. So I'm, I'm basically doing Mortal Kombat x-rays at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. His friend, seeing you punch his friend in the bullet wound to death, is going to shoot you. Uh, 23. That's a hit. Uh, 13 damage. He shoots you in the back. Very good. My turn? Yes. Spending a key point again, so three more attacks coming at you. 24, 20, and 18. All three hit. So 28 damage total. Nice. So you stab him repeatedly? Yeah, I stab him once in the harpoon, and then I'm going to, like, when he, like, winces to, like, that happening, I'm going to take the, like, moment exposure to just, like, uh, like uh, sidekick him in the, the, the ribs a couple times. All right, he's still alive, so he's going to try to shoot you. Uh, 16. That's a hit. Uh, 14 damage. He's shooting you over and over while you stabbing him. This is fucking vicious. People are running away, but there's also some rent-a-cops coming this way. Some of the, the lower-ranked guys you tricked outside. I'm going to... I gotta end this guy quickly, so I'm going to do my... I'm gonna spend another key point to do another series here. So 22, 24, 26. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, all three hit. This, yeah. Roll 20 loves Katarina. Uh, she wants, yeah, he wants us to go. Roll 20 is embracing the chaos of just destroying <laughs> Crown. Well, it's 19, so 32 damage? Yeah, well, I mean, you kill him and his whole family feels it. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm just going to get behind him, see there's a whole bunch of guys. I'm just going to do the very quick neck snap from behind. Yikes. And drop him, and then, uh, did, they, did the other guards see me? Yeah, I mean, they saw that. They're fucking terrified. Uh, I'm going to pick up the two guards' guns. And I'm going to do... I'm going to basically try to intimidate them to just go the other way. Uh, I'm just going to be like, Do you want some of this, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah, advantage on intimidation. Uh, eight. 
<laughs> I shouldn't have done this, Julia Mile. That was the mistake. <laughs> no, they opened fire on you too. 12, 21, 15. The 12 and 15 hit. Uh, 15 damage as you were hit by gunfire. Okie dokie. So on one side of you, there are, let's say, three rent-a-cops, and there's probably more coming. And on the other side of you, there is a hallway leading to a panic room, which is a big steel door and a security uh, console. I'm going to see the the door right there, and I'm going to look down at all the holes in me that are bleeding profusely. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look back towards the cops and drop the Julia Mild character and say... Y'all motherfuckers had a chance. And I'm going to shoot at one of the cops. 18. Uh, hits. So three damage. Wow. So let's say I grazed him. Yeah, not good at all. In fact, it's starting to look dire for you. You're, you're, they're coming from all over the factory now. And remember, the whole premise of this heist, well, not a heist, really, an assassination was that it was too hard to fight in. And you did sneak in, but now you, they're going to start fighting you, which you know from the plans is a losing battle. All right, so what I'm going to do instead then is I'm going to bolt over towards the door and I'm going to rely on my natural speed to kind of give me an advantage in all this that's going on. So is the panic door open? Nope, it's closed and there's a security console and the screen above it comes on and you see the head of crown you're here to kill who is a, and I swear this is a real kind of lizard, a satanic leaf-tailed gecko. Take a second to Google that. He's very proud of his tail. Wow, this thing looks like a Pokemon. Yeah, it looks fake. It's a really cool lizard whose tail does look like a leaf, and they come in a bunch of colors, but the one that gives them their name is the red and black configuration. So they're, like, really lithe, and they're geckos, so they have those really sticky fingers, and they look. he looks red and black, and basically like, what if Satan was a lizard, and it owns? And you see that on the other side of the monitor. And he says to you, you're going to die here. Wouldn't you want the honors there? Your other buds were much more uh, upfront with that shit. I pay good money for protection. It's about time I saw a return on that investment. They just bodies on the ground right now, chief. One of the flunkies shoots you in the back. 14. That's a hit. Ugh, four damage. It's only grazing and it gives you a flesh wound and hits the door. Ding! Now, just to check, it did awesomely open the door too, right? No, it absolutely okay. did not open the door. It's just flavor. You're being cornered at the end of this hallway. I'm going to do like the cool behind the shoulder shoot mm-hmm. uh, to shoot at the cop who just attacked me. So 24. That hits. 11 damage. Yeah, that hits. Doesn't kill him though. And once again, the flavor of this is that they're coming from all over the factory to get you. You're cornered in this hallway. It's starting to look extremely bad. Hmm. It's what kind of what kind of lock is it? It's a console, so there's like a number pad and uh, scanners and stuff. It's not too dissimilar from the one you saw at uh, Fort Splendor. The guards that were on the ground, did they have anything on them besides just the the guns? Uh, name tags, nothing interesting. Only the head of manufacturing has the key to the has the code to this door. Oh, hold on a second. I'm going to punch in the code for the door. Okay, and how do you figure you have that? Because I am victory itself. Eat my entire ass. <laughs> All right, so paint me this picture. Because A, it totally works. But B, I want to envision it. I'm closing my eyes. So, Katarina's in this hallway. 
and there's a hail of gunfire coming down at her. There's bullets ricocheting off, and she's sitting here realizing she doesn't have a way in. And in a moment, there's like a glint in her eye, like a golden sheen almost, as her hand kind of moved towards the, the console. And unconsciously, she begins to enter the code that she wants to put in. And there's like a satisfying ding that happens as the door then opens. Mm-hmm. And when the door opens, Katarina is pointing her gun straight at the gecko. Mm-hmm. And she unloads her victory bullet. <laughs> he doesn't even get a chance to say anything? No. This guy, fuck him. Hiding behind his shit. At least I had an awesome fight with the sky, dude. The audience sees you punch in the numbers and the letters, your hand guided by the spirit of victory. Um, and you, the door opens. You don't even glance back at it. But the audience sees that what you p- punched in was the word understanding Aww. with letters and numbers. The door slides open. The gecko throws his hands up and he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm going to blast him straight through the face with my bullet. All right. His head explodes. And then I'm going to turn to the cops and my rage is going on. So I like to think now as victory itself has manifested within me that the flames and the, like the, sh- the, the, the like uh, flares of sand that fire up are getting more and more intense. And Katarina is going to start charging almost towards them with her guns out. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to say, do any of y'all motherfuckers want to die today? credits wow and we're here to do the credits the credits so music it's new music this month are you excited yeah tell us all about that new music austin the new music austin is uh (laughs) from overclocked remix we have trance version an arrangement of theme from ghost and goblins what i said whoa why whoa (laughs) i was trying to be excited and we have Badass, an arrangement of One Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm so basic. <laughs> You're just predictable. I am. Also, we have Redesign Your Logo by Lemon Demon, uh, a.k.a. Neil Sisierga, who gave me his blessing to use it on our show. I had to ask him because he does not have a public policy like Overclocked Remix does, where I just looked at their website and it said it was okay. Wait, so you got to talk to him? That's cool. Yeah, he's very cool. Do you remember when in high school when everyone was obsessed with Potter Puppet Pals? Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, and now he says we can use our his music on our show, which is cool. Yeah, whoa, we're like cool and famous. Wow. All right, so now... <laughs> Would you like to name the executive producers for April 2018? I have a list here, and I'm going to read some names. And you want to help me? Yeah, let's read some names together. Okay. I want to take initiative here. Mm-hmm. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. 
Kirsten Haslinger. Nope. Kirsten? Kirsten. I said Kirsten. Kirsten? Kirsten. Kirsten? I'm so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I wonder, wow, can I get any worse at speaking? Mm -hmm. And then here we go. It's always exciting to know you have untapped potential, though. I guess. Jade. Devin Smith. Save Arden Akrasimova. Arna Helgadotir. Brent. The Cult of Gorfanax. Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. Toshira Kuru. Andrew Grothin. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony Savier. Morgan Rapp. Cucumber. That's so good. <laughs> Hustle Bones. I mean, Hustle Bones is also very good. It really is. Killer Cotton Shizno. Nicholas Dominic. Isaac Arevalo. Oliver Sadler. Yam. I can't believe you got yam. <laughs> I'm gonna arrange this list so all the ones I get are extremely easy to say, and all the ones you get are like tongue twisters. And see if you notice. You know what they say about people pronouncing things wrong? It just means they learned it from reading, and that's not bad. Oh, okay, you, you read a lot of book. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read scary stories online that make me afraid to be home alone. Anna Michael. Andrew Birmingham. Gina Helver. Douglas Williamson. Doctor One Hundred One. The Most Wise Guru. Z23619. Quench the Void. Adorkable Smile. Vizzy Huggles. Jay Logan. The cast of Dundon's The Gathering. Madison Lilith McKenzie. Latorius Stoltzy. <laughs> Is it Stoltz or Stoltzy? I don't know. I think it's Stoltz. It could be Stoltzy. Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Shout out to Aline. Hi, Aline. Majin. Criterion. Ren. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tem. Matthew B. Hare. Jorgen Indy Monster Wenwick Ford. Joy Fox. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Ken Fursell. Eleanor Nanante Sees Periton. Scott Cummings. Starlight Glimmer Did Nothing Wrong. Juman Jack. Mel Teach. Arjun de Koenig. Grimlock. John Potts. Dawson Parr. Noah Sudret. Zephasaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Sarah Stone. Thorsten Gross. Castor UK. Aki Savalainen. The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Shout out to Florian H., a real OG, real true homie. Okay. Mad Love. Yes. <laughs> I don't know the context, but everyone is great, and I mean that. Yes, everyone's very good. Uh, Leon Maloney, Love Child. <laughs> Holy shit, that's very good. Oh. I love the jokes. I don't think uh, George Soros uh, contributes anymore. That was my old favorite. That was a good one. Leon Maloney might be my new frontrunner. Junk 2.0. The Hadsels. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. Connor Reynolds. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. Shaynes. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bankston. Josh Moser. Andigo Van Dane. Allison Ansel. Sydney Marzing. Just the Jester. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. M. Joe. Lana Seawolf. Toby Gleason Stack. Matthew Weber. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stolfar. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlow. Jorrit. Viger Arnston. Cody Jackson. 
and August Rue. We made it. A whole list. Did a whole lot of words. Talk. Wow. And yet I somehow fucked up everybody's name. I, I feel like I fuck it up a different way every time. It's endearing, though, because it sounds like you're trying your best. I mean, I am. I'm just dumb. Oh, <laughs> also thanks to everybody who's on our show and does stuff. Uh, Chris Larios is at uh, patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Yeah, skitches on stuff. Skitch.bandcamp.skitch.bandcamp. <laughs> One week we're going to actually say it right and then he'll be released from his curse. <laughs> right. Skitch.bandcamp.com, I believe. And also, of course, Laura Kate Dale at kotaku.co.uk. Yeah, or lower K-Buzz everywhere. That's true. Also, she just broke the Spyro the Dragon story. Well, she broke it like February, but she was just proven right. So big ups, journalism. Wow. I don't know the context of that because I don't She did a good journalism. To games, but she did cool things. So Yeah. And she's a cool lady. Everyone's cool in our show except, except for, me. for you. <laughs> oh my god, you just <laughs> called me out. You were halfway through saying it. It's okay if I say it. Okay. I just anticipated. We were said that we had the cosmic brain for a second there, and I saw your joke, and I, I became your joke, and it was... Oh, it hurts coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rough, 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 rough. Also, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, subscribe, comment, rate. Patreon, for you. Give Austin money. I don't know. I do my I do good, but am I really better than Weekly Manga Recap? Ask yourself. You're very tired. You're probably more tired. Gotta find out what happens in Baruto. What? <laughs> now, Lauren, if I told you there was a series called Boruto about Naruto's son named Baruto, would you believe me that, that that's real? Yes. Oh, dang. Is it real? Yes, it is, but it sounds fake, and I was hoping you would try to call my bluff. <laughs> no, it sounds very anime. Yeah, Boruto, B-O-R-U-T-O. That has nothing to do with this. It sounds like it should be like Naruto with dogs. <gasps> Borkruto? <laughs> Borkruto. <laughs> I'm sure that fan art exists. Hold on. Keep thanking people. I'm going to look up Naruto furry. Don't no. <laughs> no. Anyway, oh, yes. all the cats. Oh, uh, it's Zelda real. and Anna live in my house. Smudge, Smudge is Laura's cat. Thank you, cats, for your cat inspiration. Mm-hmm. Whatever fucking Austin's doing, stop. Mm-mm. Never gonna stop. Here comes Naruto the furry. I'm just gonna screenshot this, though, and everyone asks about it. I can post it later and say this is what Austin did to me. It has your name above it and everything. On our other show, we talked about our fursonas. What's yours? Just get it on tape so everyone on the internet can know. Well, I have to hear what yours is first. I think it's been a long time, but I think I either said sloth or bear. Yeah. Um. I mean, let's be real here. I would be like a little blue penguin because I have blue hair and I'm small and I'm a penguin. Now, are you a penguin who happens to be blue, or is there a kind of penguin called the blue penguin? There's literally a species. It's either... <laughs> I think they're either called fairy penguins or little blue penguins. They're the same kind of penguin. <laughs> they're like the smallest kind of penguin. <laughs> the Wikipedia page is titled Little Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't all penguins little, though? It's just very on the nose, Australia. Yeah, little blue fairy penguins. That's what they are. That's my first one. On record, everyone knows. All right, so thank you to fairy penguins. I think it's that's everybody. Yeah, and all the dogs in the world, all just like all the animals, except for orangutans, they know what they did. <laughs> <laughs>